And I'm like, I remember thinking about them with such derision. And I was like, at the same time, we're sitting here refining our uh, questions for TV directors. So, oh, yeah. I mean, fuck it. there's only one reason that people go to that Burbank Starbucks to like work on their shit. They, they want people to see, you know, right. Like right. you don't bring that giant recording rig that, that guy had in there for no reason at all. It's not like, oh, he f- he couldn't, he didn't have anywhere else to do it. He needed the Wi-Fi. Like, yeah, that's not it. <laughs> uh, I hope you run into some TV superstar that Starbucks. I ran into five Wonder Women. What was that about? I had no idea. They all ordered various drinks and then just like left and walked across the street and just kept walking. I don't know what was going on. Let's be real. How good were the outfits? They were all the same outfit. They okay. were probably some sort of costume or something because they're all exactly the same. I mean, they were, they were good. They weren't like Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. They right, were right. a little more of kind of like the classic Wonder Woman, like kind of brighter red and blue. But okay. um, yeah, they're good. Right on. Anyway, should we podcast? Might as well. Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marcus Parks. And welcome back to Headcanon. Last week we told you we were going to be doing the circle this week. We lied. Mm-hmm. Or more Sorry. accurately, Marco lied. Although I suppose we were both telling the truth at the time. And then One of us always tells the truth. The other always lies. Exactly. Then you had a brainwave. You're I, struck by an epiphany. Yeah, I must have bumped my head. I thought, you know what, we did the other two. Some people enjoyed it. I thought, fuck it, we should... Close it out because we're not going to care in like three weeks. Um, and then I, I realized don't care right now it, it'll be a great podcast because of it. Um, and I realized, oh shit, like then there's like Black Panther and there's other stuff. So we will get to the circle. I'm so sorry to the one person who watched the circle last night. I still think we should do the circle next week. Oh, I might be able to. I don't know why we can't talk about the circle and Black Panther, I guess. That's true. I mean, we can talk about whatever. I mean, they're very similar movies, I'm sure. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, yeah, we're doing Fifty Shades Freed this week. Directed by Who Cares, written by Who Cares. Um, The third movie of this Fifty Shades trilogy. (sighs) The Hope Hicks Simulator Edition. (laughs) Trilogy. (laughs) They really tried to tie it all together right at the end. Sure did. That's that might be the stupidest part. Like as if these two characters had a fucking me cute. Well, do you have an opening statement? Oh god, fuck this movie. Um, this movie, this movie wasn't as bonkers hilarious as like the second one, um, which was also you know just grade A shit. Your turn. Um, I found this movie repulsive. It's like an anti-romance. I think it, it soured me on the entire idea of love. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, this this is like a perfect movie for the Trump era. Like, I think this is probably <laughs> the movie that's playing on a loop inside the brain of Hope Hicks as she creates fascist propaganda to subvert, subvert American democracy. And this you movie... Think- Hope Hicks is uh, Anastasia, and uh, what's his name of Beats Wives is Christian Grey. Maybe that's what she's convinced herself. I don't know. This movie is like an apologia for entitled shitheads who think their unearned good fortune is deserved, 
and that the normal rules of society don't apply to him. I mean, when the barricades fall, Anastasia and Christian Gray's heads are going to be on spikes. Those are my thoughts. Okay. So you haven't given it much thought. Mm-hmm. You're going to be pretty low key about this. I got it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Who, who is the more repulsive couple? These two mongrels or uh, Ezria? Oh, these two. Okay, good. There are certainly problematic things about Ezria, but I feel like this movie is like an endorsement of a flat-out abusive relationship. This movie ends on like the most vile horror movie-specific like scene, too. The fact that these creeps would have a happy family with another baby on the way. Oh, disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I did top moments. Did you? Well, <laughs> I have. Yeah. Why don't you go to first? Any honorable mentions? No, I do not have any honorable mentions. Do you? No, no, I don't. Okay. Well, should I go first? Please. Yeah. And these are these are what I could come up with for a top three. You know? <laughs> okay. Some of them are just vague concepts. Like my number three was that uh, Jose, that random ass character from the first movie, somehow gets invited along to like the friend's vacation mm. and he like tries to hit on Rita Ora. Like never has a man so far out of his element and out of his league just like gone with it with confidence. I couldn't that scene was so confusing because I was like what the fuck is he doing here wasn't he like the first male character in this trilogy to push himself onto Anastasia I guess he's been so so thoroughly cucked that uh, he's no longer a threat so then like I couldn't tell if those two were together and I was like what the fuck is she doing with this guy and then for the longest time because it's part of the plot like the Kate, the superior best friend, is like like has no physical contact with like the brother who she's apparently been dating for who knows how the fuck long these movies have elapsed. Anyways, my my number three is when Anna's in the elevator coming back from the get together with said Kate, and she's asking her new bodyguard Sawyer, played by Noel Khan, to not tell Christian that she went out for drinks with her friend like a normal person. And he's just like he already knows. I called him yeah <laughs> he's so matter of fact like like you do not own your own life in your own home as i d- drop you off at your penthouse by the by anyone up for a game of truth or dare yeah but i mean like there's more there's more nuance in that moment from Noel Gaughan than there is from our two leads our nominal leads mm-hmm. mine number two was that brief moment when terry colby from mr robot was on screen for some reason yeah. I don't know why he's like her boss or who even one, knows. Yeah, I barely remember him. I guess yeah. he's her boss or like the publisher. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. It it basically it it reminded me of a better show than the tripe that I was watching. I was like, oh yeah, I remember Terry Colby. That was a good show. Yeah, um, Terry Colby almost made my cut here. Uh, this is not really a moment. It's a sketch of a moment. It's um, not that I like anything like funny the scene when she goes to the courtroom to to watch the boss who made a pass at her jack hyde uh, jack hyde unsubtly like, named jack hyde yeah yeah um i hope his like pre-adopted name was just like billy jekyll or whatever mm-hmm. 
But like, I just liked her courtroom look uh, before she started like bawling. She could look pretty hardcore and chic, and like kind of like uh, remind me of a little bit of like Marla and Fight Club. Okay. Some of her more classier getups. I felt like she could have ditched the bangs, but sure. Hmm. Anyways, my number one, and this isn't really a top moment, but whatever. Um, when Anastasia gets pregnant, ruins all of Christian's vacation plans for his next several years, and then he just starts whining about, like, well, I was going to do all this stuff. Um, God, what a repulsive ass. It's your number one, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, similarly, <laughs> this podcast I'm- is going to be full of hatred. More so than usual. Uh, my number one similarity is when he comes home drunk and goofy. Or trying to it's be like, goofy. Yeah. Like the the it's like the most life that's ever been interjected into these fucking movies. And so she has to like put him to bed. Um and it's then, like they're like, hey, acts like you uh you dislike and are pissed off at your co-star, and he's like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a whole lot of inspiration to get that. I don't need to get too method. Yeah. And then of course she gets like a text from off screen Kim Basinger and she's life is ruined. Yeah. Yeah. She's more broken up about that than some other things in this movie. <sighs> Anyways. Um, do you have a bottom three? I don't know. The, the first 30 minutes, the second 30 minutes, the last 30 minutes. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have bottom three. I'm sad to say I, I know I, I should really put that together. Um, I guess when we get to the general discussion, I'll I mean, have you that, made but... me see this movie. I feel like you should have bottom three. Okay. Uh, what are yours? Just the idea that this movie acts as a sort of coming of age story where Anastasia is learning how to be like properly entitled and exercise her newfound wealth as power over other people. It's like that's that's her arc in this story is become a terrible rich person. Mm. that's my number three uh, I guess if I had off the top of my head number three it's the ridiculous uh, bikini top sequence on their honeymoon where they're essentially at a, a kind of sort of nude beach mm-hmm. or, or it's a European beach where people are free to be nude and uh, she wants to take off her top to like get some sunscreen and occasionally let the girls out and he's like flipping out about it people see her yeah yeah but and and he actually she's like you know i'm i'm still the most dressed person here and she's just wearing like a simple yellow bikini and he's like you're already showing off far too much skin yeah uh my second least favorite thing about this movie there was sort of like a transactional morality at play when anna is getting beaten up by jack hyde like it's almost like she needed to be taken down a notch or two by the narrative, and and by doing so, that then gives Christian a reason to want to keep the baby. You know, it's like she had to take a few for the team for her husband to care, mm. which I found repulsive. Yeah, and I guess we'll have to elaborate as we progress in the podcast from some of this because, as as with some of these movies, my sincere desire is that you do not go see it. Just heed our words as they were for for lack of spending money on this um jesus this fucking movie uh i had a good chuckle when he uh shows up in the tv superman tv's current superman is like the author of some shitty book that she's talking to 
and he oh, shows up. Oh, is that who that like, is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's that Tyler last name I can't Ho- pronounce. Hoechlin or something. Hoechlin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he like flips out that like she's in a room alone talking to a handsome, I guess, handsome author. Like, I mean, should he be more worried about her being in a room alone with Noel Khan? Seriously, um, like he, he's he's almost got this like like Mike Pence mother thing. Like, don't you don't have dinner with a woman who's not, you know, your wife or whatever. Uh, but like he I, I said, this. I mean, the, what's his name? Jamie Dornan looks uncomfortable in every single moment of this movie at all times. He somehow manages to look even more uncomfortable, like his crawling skin already wants to crawl away even further in that moment. Yeah. Well, my least favorite thing about this movie, not enough Noel Khan. Mm hmm. Brand already went got and got all jacked for this movie and then he barely has anything to do. Why so jacked? It's not like they ever have him out of a suit. I know. <laughs> like, I was hoping for some it? sort of like love triangle thing. Like he's the bodyguard, he's actually spending more time with her than her husband is. And then like for some reason or other he has to like take off a shirt and it's like super ripped or something. I don't know. I feel like there are places they could have gone that would have been better i mean anywhere would have been better than the places this movie goes well it just seemed like as dumb as all of this is like it felt like there was like four or five storylines that they probably should have pursued and they they didn't touch at all like shouldn't there have been more of kim basinger but she's literally a name on a on a phone lock screen of like a text message but like let's just go ahead and say now why the fuck wasn't brant doherty christian gray I mean, he would have been a better choice, I think. I mean, he could have owned this role and like put some fucking life into it. And he's not an Irish actor who's like completely stifled by like trying to do an American accent. Mm-hmm. And he's Noel Khan. Yes, he is. What's your number one? That was my number one. Mm. Okay. What do you drink in there? Um, Be honest. Just some champagne through a straw. Champagne through a straw. I'm not sure if I believe you. Um, is it uh, is it a Sophia? No, no. I had like one of the, the like Starbucks like plastic cups of a straw, and I was just pouring uh, my shitty cooks into it. One of those plastic cups with the plastic straw. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. good to know. I hope this is a fun co- podcast. Then, yeah, yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm just drinking a uh, fat tire. Just some beer. Just some beer. Mm-hmm. This uh, I felt like this movie wasn't worthy of champagne. Hmm. Okay. I and mean, that's fair, right? Well, it's not very good champagne. So, um, I feel like you should you be get drink, a- drinking like Andre, you know, for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap. There's not even a cork. Like if I explain to the cashier what I'm about to go do while drinking it, like maybe they'll give me even more, like more off. Mm-hmm. Here, the champagne's two dollars a bottle. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, All right, well, let's move. Like on yeah, that. like if I show my stub from the movie, <laughs> <laughs> they charge you more. Yeah, uh, let's move into our general discussion. <laughs> God, what to say about this movie? Yeah. Wow, wow. Okay, you just so, sent me a photo like to prove it. I mean, well, you could be, you're, if you're lying, that's an impressive lie that you had that prepared. 
I literally just took this photo. Okay. Well, you're always, uh, you're always very, um, disapproving and, uh, belittling of my drink choices. So I just thought, I mean, I know that's part of the affect. That's part of the, the Benjamin light charm. That's but, just uh, part of my asshole is ass holery, you know, my essence. Well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the movie. Yeah, man. Fuck this movie. I mean, the twist about the assistant could not have been more obviously telegraphed. Like, Is that really a twist? I, I don't know if they're I don't know if they wanted that to be a surprise <laughs> or not, but it's like extremely clear from the moment that Liz the assistant shows up that like she resents Anastasia's unearned promotion and that's supposed to be a bad thing. Like it's like Liz is just like, "Wow, this like just out of college like intern is somehow already the like the fiction editor the main fiction editor because she's fucking the boss's 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 owner uh and i'm supposed to like kowtow to that it's like oh well clearly liz is a bad person for thinking that this is fucked up well the only things i remember from the second movie were vaguely the jack hyde shit and the fact that christian gray bought the company and i thought it was subtle that she was the new fiction editor then but there was some meeting of her and Terry Colby where she basically did the E.L. James thing where she is like, we should go find these like essentially Internet proven authors who have no talent mm-hmm. because they have a built in fan base. Yeah. Hence TV Superman. I think maybe she was just like the assistant editor before or something. I don't know what. I don't remember how that movie ended and I certainly wasn't going to rewatch it. Mm. The. um. So at the very beginning, they get married. It's I can't tell if it's shot in a certain way for effect or if they literally just had no budget to stage a wedding. Yeah, um, yeah, it was weird. Um, it was like no one else there mattered, you know. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess well, like, I, I prefer this to the Breaking Dawn thing, where like the first forty minutes of the movie is just the wedding, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Well, like if you look at the like Wikipedia page, there's a couple people listed on the cast of this movie. I can only assume we're somewhere in the wedding. Uh, it's not like we ever heard them say anything or really do anything of import. Um, but yeah, they get married. That takes all of two and a half minutes, and they're on this like bullshit travelogue honeymoon. I guess we're supposed to live vicariously through the glamour of their shit. I mean. Uh, it's the start of like half of Jimmy Dornan's acting in this movie is just like pumping his hips when they have sex. Man, this dude does so much pumping. The sex scenes in this movie are so boring. Like, I, I yeah. seriously think you would lose half the running time if you took them out. Like, it'd be like a sixty-minute film. Well, the movie seriously forgot. I feel like its own dumb S and M stuff. Like, that's just there because someone. I feel like someone turned in a draft of the script, and there was no like red room bullshit. Oh no! There's like, there's fuck. a special moment of that where he uh, he abuses her and then makes excuses for it later. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't love. That was revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. There is my favorite line of the movie. I take that back. Is uh, you don't use the red room to even the score. Well, she, and then we eventually get like celebratory butt plugs. She she gets to kind of complain about that and call him out for it, but he always gets the last word. He's just like, sorry, but, you know, you deserve this. Like, this is how it feels. You know, like he he basically kind of wins that argument. I felt like. It's like, well, yeah, I was just abusing you sexually, but, 
you know, it's only because you made me. And anyways, sorry. Like, well, that's, that's that's basically how it comes off. That's half of his thing is that either like I'm just treating you like how you constantly make me feel because you're a woman who's persistent in having ideas and wearing clothes for some reason. Yeah, happy Valentine's and also, Day. Yeah, and also, I was abused as a child. Mm-hmm. I have so in a way, this is all your cigarette fault. burns on my chest. Yeah. yeah. So concurrent with their dumb European vacation. We get this almost like faux Mission Impossible break-in scene to his company, where I don't. Jack Hyde's apparently a former CIA employee, where he breaks in. When did Jack suddenly become like Jackie Chan from The Foreigner? Is what I want to know. Well, like all of that is completely unexplained. Like he's he's got like fake pass cards. He's like going and like changing out of like one outfit into like workman clothes. He, I believe, is placing a flask bomb. In their server room? To me, the, the most egregious part was where he has some sort of electronic thing that he that's like suction cups onto like a security check, like card reader thing, and like does some hacking bullshittery and like unlocks it. Like I I could buy him having an outfit disguise. Like, okay, that's manageable. Maybe even like had a stolen key card to get in, but like what the hell is this like mission impossible like hacker technology that you're using? Yeah. Yeah. Also, the flask bomb um, with like a whole timer on it and everything. I like how you never even saw the explosion. Like they just weren't even going to bother with the money to film that. Where does the money going in this? I mean, they shot this thing in Canada. Where the fuck no, there was, is the money going? There was a fair amount of actual Seattle shooting in this. Like you can't fake that. Like they were definitely in downtown. Yeah, there's, there's some like street scenes and stuff. But mm-hmm. a lot of this was filmed in Canada. It was, like just it half of it like a TV movie. Um, Jesus, but like, yeah. So the the happy honeymoon is interrupted, and he gets the call. There's been an explosion in the uh, in the server room, and also the perpetrator like stole some of his files about Whatever. about him. Yeah. The honeymoon scenes they they really played out like the idea of romance from somebody who has no soul. You know, it's just like a bunch of famous tourist destinations to visit. No discernible connection between the main characters. Like, no reason that they really like each other other than greed and lust. Um, and that's you saying that too. Yeah, yeah. seriously, that's me saying that. It's just uh, it, like it. The whole like I, I really tried. I was like, okay, what if I? Is there a way that I could just like project, you know, myself onto these characters, or just try yes, to try to try it. to pretend that this is actually a good romance, and I'm going to ignore the characters and just kind of you know try to make it about me? But I, it's, just, it's like no, like this is not. This doesn't seem like a real romance. Like, what do these people do when they're not gallivanting around? Like, they, like, do they even have conversations with each other? It seems like they have nothing to talk about. They, the stimuli for their their sex life too is just wow, bizarre. Um, yeah, so they have to come back to Seattle to to handle this situation. And she the, goes. Then the movie huh. turns into an Audi commercial, like for several yeah. minutes. Yeah, she goes back to work. I, I could have swore that she was already the fiction editor in the previous movie, but whatever the fuck, she's the fiction editor. She's got an assistant named Hannah. Anna has an assistant named Hannah, and that's too much. One of you has to yeah, change your I name. Know. Come on, what are you doing? Also, um, I love I the little things I wrote down because the theater is mostly empty, so I got to write a lot on my phone, which is not which you usually do in a, in a movie. Also, I didn't give a fuck about this movie, but uh, there's a bit where she's talking about how like the IT people need to change her email, like change her, her name on her email or whatever. 
And I just kept laughing because I was like, does IT really need to do that for you? IT would not do that unless you asked them to. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, someone actually says to her that you got this through hard work and determination. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> She's um, like, what, six months out of like graduating, like undergrad? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, how quickly before they bring in like um, Noel Khan and the other woman? Um, after the attack, I think like fairly quickly. I mean, I don't know if, if, if I were Mr. Possessive Christian Grey, I would be like, uh, this woman, Roz, she's assigned to you. Noel Khan, yeah, I'm sending you back to the service. I don't want you anywhere near my wife. You're more handsome yeah. than me. You were you were ruggedly handsome. Like you might be Max Martini's son in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just two bodyguards. I they're not getting it done. So I would hired more too. They weren't very good. Let's be real. No, they're terrible. They are. The fact that Anna gives them the slip is key number one. Well, yeah. seemingly everyone is giving them the slip just constantly. Like and like, why are you even hiring security to begin with? If it's like, oh, I can't wait to like, like they even when they're in the car together, they give them the slip and they're like, ha 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 ha, you know. Well, he's constantly like, like Christian Grey will show up and be like, Anna, I'm going to give you a ride. Your bodyguard who I assigned to you is going to ride with the other bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Also, Which, what the fuck? <laughs> you have Noel Khan in your movie. You name him Sawyer. You're just reminding me of my two favorite TV shows that I'd rather be watching than this movie. Yeah. I mean, Lost Reboot with Brant Doherty as Sawyer. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so Nolcon is going to be playing Sawyer, the bodyguard. He has a partner whose name I've forgotten. It's Roz. The movie is just like, okay, is it Roz? Okay. So they're just like, here's, uh, here's Sawyer, your bodyguard. Here's this other woman who we don't give a fuck about. She's barely going to be in this movie, but she's, she's also working with him. Um, they eventually, Christian gives her a ride out into the middle of, the, the forest and the outside of Seattle forest where he's bought her a house that I guess they saw. It's one of the previous movies from the shore when they were sailing, he's bought her this house. It's going to be their home. They're also going to tear didn't, down. Didn't the house ask her about it at all. Home. Yeah. No, none of us is asked asking her about it, but it'll be fine because she'll get to drive the car at some point. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of like lip service to how tough she is. There is like, a, tell her a lot of lip service. And there's also a whole lot of like, he's mildly screwed up, but Hey, I just bought you something. So it's fine now. You know? Oh yeah. The, the transactional romance is for realsies, but mm-hmm. like what he sees her being a human being possessing of any kind of agency, he sees her as being just overtly willful and the fact that he moderately tolerates it, I, I feel like he's patting himself on the back constantly. And there's a whole uh, lot of like, oh, you've disobeyed me. So now we have to go into the red room and have some sort of weird transactional sex. Well, it's it's very fucking weird. I mean, I know that this movie is not remotely indicative of actual BDSM relationships, but it's very weird. And you're in a relationship and you're just like, oh, you know, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm obviously frustrated by something you did. Now let's go into this other world where I can just take my fucking frustrations out on you. Um, and I really need you to just take it. It's mm-hmm. very weird. But um, I mean, she's, so, she gets angrier about the whole, quote unquote, like cheating with off screen Kim Basinger. Like then she does about when he was like sexually abusing her, you know? Yeah. Like that upsets her more. Well, we'll get to the uh, the uh, so-called uh, 
uh, cheating that, yeah. that he does with Kim Basinger. But so they have an architect who's a young woman played by uh, Ariel. She's Hello? the actress. Yeah. Her sister's who, okay now. You can all relax. Okay. Yeah. Stop yeah. repeating. So, all over Instagram, the sister. Um, anyways, this chick is just like wearing like a like a dress. She's you know she's a little bit glamorous. Uh, she's apparently a superstar architect. Uh, the movie's going to go ad nauseum about her breast size quite a few times. Uh, well, the, I guess the thing they want to- the thing they want to communicate about this woman is that she is like an actual skilled professional in her field, one of the top people out there, and so. She should be ridiculed and made fun of for having fake tits. It's like, well, obviously she's she's just some over aggressive slut with fake boobs, and she's not as good as you, Anastasia, who it's like not earned anything in your life. And they should have brought her back to actually speak to that, where she could have said to everyone's face, primarily the the horribly written women in this movie, and just been like, they are real and they are spectacular. Mm-hmm. But uh, she actually has to say to Christian Grey at one point, "Oh, that GQ profile on you." I love what you're doing in Africa. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is the first of many where it's like Anastasia has to like like earn her medal by like just fucking shitting on this woman. This is how That's you her be a rich bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't call me Anna. Fuck you. You call me Mrs. Gray in front of my husband. Oh, she's learning to be horrible. What yeah. a delightful film. Yeah. But he... I feel like he's also setting up these conflicts where the women have to fight for his approval. Because mm-hmm. there's a point where it's like you can tell these two are about to butt heads, and he's just like, "I'm going to get out of the make room." A phone call. You two settle. It. It's <laughs> I'll like, be around the fuck? corner masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, leaving that, they start getting followed. These like windy wooded. Just he, she, and him are driving in his sports car. The, the bodyguards. The are Audi commercial and, starts again. Yeah. Yeah, the bodyguards are all like trailing in another car. There is there is a shitty sex funk song playing as they're trying to lose this car. The lyrics are things like your body's dripping wet. At one point, they're singing "Lick It" quite a bit, and then at the end, they like highlight the line "When the wolf comes out tonight." Okay, you know, it is like the worst chase scene of all time for a moment. Shitty music for a moment. I thought they were at least gonna pull like a little like Fast and Furious move where like they're like super low riding Audi like goes under the semi. Mm -hmm. You know that move. Or it's like it, yeah, yeah. it rides so low it can go under while, the semi to lose him. While drifting and turning around at the same yeah. time. But like, no, this movie's not paying for that kind of stunt. No. 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 It's a whole lot of like very tight angles and, and close ups to like suggest like, ooh, this is exciting, even though it's really not. Yeah, it's like a narcoleptics version of like the chase scenes from Ronan. Yeah. Well, then they're it's really they're ugh. speeding through downtown Seattle, breaking all kinds of traffic laws out on like highway one there. Um, and they go right into a, a parking lot. They start fucking. No consequences for any of this. It's no, like no, it's like they're just allowed to do them. all these like break all these traffic laws because they're rich. Yeah, but yeah, they they've lost their bodyguards. They've lost the people chasing them. They pull into some like shitty like you know nine dollar a day parking lot or whatever, and she just immediately like hops in his lap because she's so uncontrollably like like horny that she can't like take it. Well, I would say. Somehow that might actually be the realest depiction of sex in the movie. Like the idea that they'd just be horny after like a, uh, a, life, or a, a life or death situation. Yeah. That was like the closest to realism you could get in this movie. Well, like 
I thought, like, are they going to go for a thing where it's like, actually, she's a more fucked up person than he is, and he's just like bringing it out of her, and she's, she's like, like, I'm 100 shades of fucked up. Boom. Yeah, like she's like going to learn the, her true self, and it's dark. Um, yeah. So, boy, I, I don't really remember what happens next, but then eventually, a lot Terry of Colby shit. shows up. Yeah, and uh, he's playing her named Jerry Roach. Roach, um, Mr. Roach. Oh, and then she calls him Jerry to to prove that she's becoming a blue bud. Yeah, uh, Bruce Altman is his name. He's his whole affect. He kind of reminds me of like a sleazier George Costanza of hair, like older George. Yeah, like he's just like I was in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh god, yeah. So Christian's controlling her life. She's like publishing some author who whose book looks fucking terrible. Uh, This guy's name is Boyce Fox. Yeah. Boyce. Boyce. I've, has anyone ever been named Boyce? Uh, nobody who's written a book that I'm going to remotely let near me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's super excited. Everyone is like hot to trot for this guy. What is it like? The pre-orders are like two hundred thousand or something crazy like that. Um, Jerry stops by to let her know she's got really good instincts. Um, Christian's instincts, pissed off about whatever. it. Christian goes out of town. He's furious that she won't come with him because he needs her to be like his cat pet. Uh, so she's required by his law that after work, she has to go straight home. Instead, she goes out to have a drink with her friend, Kate, who's like legitimately needing some girl time, like legitimately needing to talk about like the relationship she's in and how fucked it is. And maybe to remotely pass like the Bechdel test. Um, I don't know. Really I kept waiting it. for something <laughs> No, they don't remotely pass it, but they should at some point. But uh, I kept waiting for something interesting to happen because Noel Kahn is like sitting like five tables away, like watching like a hawk. I just thought like, oh, there's, like you said, a, a love triangle sequence or something interesting. Um, well, they just, they've established this whole her, idea that like she's going to be in trouble for going out to have a drink with her friend. Like, uh oh, she's not supposed to do that because she has no agency of her own and she, she'll pay for this yeah. later, you know? Mm. as a kept married woman yeah so i can't remember what she says but at one point kate's just like you're so married and i'm like oh my god and then she's like looks like it suits you (laughs) which is like ooh, putting the knife in and twisting it i I don't think that was a compliment Um, anastasia you might have thought so no which i i mean i i the person playing Kate, the actress Eloise Mumford, seems very likable. I almost kind of wish they had like smartly. The one smart thing Twilight did was get a uh, an Anna Kendrick type for this role, and like kind of play up like the dryness of that maybe. But then they they throw uh, her under the bus eventually because Kate is going to go from feeling like her relationship to like brother Elliot is like almost over. Like like it's just not working. He's distant. He's weird. He's probably cheating on you too. Like. He like out of nowhere proposes, and she's just like, "Yes, of course!" Like, wow, that's a marriage that's gonna last. It is so shitty too, because so Kate confides to Anna that she's concerned about this. Anna brings it up to Christian. Oh, Kate thinks that that uh, Elliot's sleeping with the uh, obviously fake titted uh, architect because her breasts are so big, which I don't know, not, but I mean, like they're that big, so they must be fake. And like Christian's just like. Oh, he probably did sleep with her. He's quite the player, or whatever. Us, he's quite half of just, Seattle. High five. Yeah, we just no. We Ooh. lay a lot of pipe, and then so later, 
when they do the proposal thing, Christian orders like champagne beforehand because he knows what's about to happen. And it's kind of like he's like wink, wink, nudge, nudging his wife like, you're a stupid lady. You shouldn't have any thoughts. My bro's a stand up dude. Yeah. And it's like, what the it's, fuck? A little, it's a little in your face. It does make you wonder if, like, did they talk at any point? Did Christian and his brother talk? You know, like, was this like a move? Was he just like, bro? Here's what you want to do. I've seen a lot of sitcoms. As we you all really know, want to confuse your lady. You've got a negger for like a couple months yeah. before you propose, just to just to make it a big surprise. Emotionally, ice her out for six months. Mm-hmm. You're a you're a crazy notorious poonhound. I want you to lay off the pee for a while. Right. There's just, a lot of people you could hang out with. Make sure somebody sees you hanging out with my super hot architect. Yeah. Yeah. She's an architect. She's a professional person hired to do a serious job, but we're going to use her like a sex object just to stick it to your girl. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Anyway. Um, so she, so she's, meanwhile, she's, you know, punished for daring to go have drinks back with to her the friends. Drinks. She, uh, what's that? Yeah. So they come back to the penthouse. Oh, so you cut off for a second, but you're talking about the drinks punished for having with a friend, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they come back to the penthouse. Uh, that's when they have the great moment where, where Anna's like really concerned because she had maybe two drinks for a friend and she's riding up the elevator with Sawyer and she's like, could we maybe not tell my husband about this? And he's just like, I already told him. I called him. I just want to know like, if Anastasia was like, hey, Noel Khan, would you tell my husband if I fucked you? Like, how would he respond to that? Like, how how dare you add anything interesting to this movie, you know? Right. Right. Also, I mean, is Sawyer, is he a robot? He kind of comes off like the Terminator a little bit. Like, Nolcon really brings this, uh, what's, what would you describe the look on his face? Just like total, like roided determination at times? At times. At other times, I almost feel like they're saying, hey, hey don't look too tough. Because like, uh, Christian Gray is the star of the film here. We don't want you to upstage that guy, you know. Like it's it's yeah. okay if Taylor does it because he's old, but like we need you to like not be too impressive. Yeah, yeah. Especially when S and M Batman is like in the room. We need you to calm down. There's just no, I don't know. Like there's stuff that he was doing as Noel Khan that was so interesting comparatively like, what they allow any character to do in this movie, especially him. Um. So they come back to the penthouse. I also feel like they never allowed him to be standing next to Christian Grey. So like we wouldn't notice that he's bigger than him. No, there's only like one scene where I think they're in the same frame together. And it's like he's got several people removed and Christian Grey is like obviously in the foreground. foreground. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Jack Hyde is snuck into the penthouse. He's like. Tax Anna, he takes her hostage. I don't know how no con something where he eventually catches her. How is he um, getting it, in? Seriously, how is he getting in? <laughs> what is the security in this fucking building? I mean, this guy, even though they established like, oh, he was really smart. He graduated like summa cum laude from Harvard or whatever. He was an editor at a few different publishing houses. It's like, okay, so he's a good editor. Like he he's got a good English degree. Like, how is he like hacking shit you know like oh ezra fitz could answer this he mm-hmm. could do anything he's got an english degree oh. but like they should have done something where it's like 
he was the editor of some kind of like spy book series, so he knows all the tricks. I mean, and, or more, he was just like the right IT there, guy. More work than the script ever did. Yeah, if he was like the creepy IT guy who wouldn't stop hitting on her at work or something. Yeah, I don't know. Also, can we talk about his his look on the dark side? They constantly give him bloodshot eyes and some hoodies. Yeah, but like just lots of weird makeup to make it look like he's injecting heroin and methamphetamine straight into his eyeballs. Um, so anyways, through the magic of Sawyer and the, the other bodyguard, they take him down. You get the one good joke about, Oh, we need some restraints. I don't have any handcuffs. And it's just like, um, I do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And it's just <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you know, who you people are working for. Also, I am almost positive that I don't know what this, I don't know what the housekeeper knows and I don't know what Taylor knows, but Noel Khan and the, the other bodyguard, um, I want to say her name. Her last name was like Perkins or something. They gave her like a last name for a while. Um, they have no idea that there's like a fuck room in this this penthouse. They don't seem to know. Yeah, you would think that these are the one time she goes in there, they people. can't find her. They don't. They don't go searching in the fuck room, which would be yeah. my first place. Look. Well, you'd think professional security people would have some of those little like zip tie restraints or something on them. Yeah, you know. I mean, Boy Scout motto: be prepared. You know. Yeah. So he's arrested, and it's like maybe halfway through the movie, and you're like, oh, that was the only hint of a plot this movie had, now what? Well, you're like, obviously this, he's going to get out of this or well, they, something? Like, they, well, established, they established earlier that the driver of the car that was following them was a woman. They got from like a security right. camera, and they're like, oh, that's not Jack, that's a woman. And we all know who that woman is, because we've seen a movie before. Uh, anesthesia is by the way they have all these security experts they have the footage of the car the driver mm -hmm. and only anesthesia's like that looks like a woman and they're all like huh huh she might be right yeah <laughs> you worked hard to get this job yeah could it never mind the fact that it's so telegraphed that it's the assistant the assistant is the only person in the movie who other than christian gray and anesthesia like makes mention of having even known the guy <laughs> Or and also just like disapproves, you know. It's like yeah. anyone who would disapprove of this beautiful romance is obviously a terrible person. Clearly, clearly. Um, I don't remember what comes uh, to. Eventually, it's like it's time for a friend's vacation. She's mad at her husband for like trying to, you know, handcuff her, you know, to her, the house and never leave. She just wants to be with her friends, and so he's just like, "I've got it. I'll use my rich person powers." To like fly all your friends to like our family retreat or something. There, ta-da! Your friends are here. Like I still control you. Stop complaining. Oh yeah, because because so essentially the guy has broken into the house and restrained her and almost who knows what could have happened if the security personnel hadn't taken over. Um, what Christian's really pissed off about is the fact that she disobeyed him by going out and having a social drink or two of her friend. Mm -hmm. Which is, in his mind, what led to all of this, even though the fault. attack yeah. happened in the home. And that's when you get, like, first he blindfolds her and, like, uses a vibrator on her and does this whole, like, this is how you make me feel. You promise one thing and you do another. Then they go into the red room. That, and that's, like, the, the flat-out, like, sexual abuse scene, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they go to, like you said, the, the friends occasion, because she says, I need time with my friends. And Jose um, is like, why am I here? I'm not complaining. 
yeah, I'm on a, I've never been on a private jet before in my life, but I'm here, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rita Ora, who's like, I really want to be a character in this movie so bad. I want to be Alice from Twilight more than anything. But she's um, just not. I mean, let's be real. No. She, for some reason, gives Anastasia like the tour to her own bedroom in this. And she's like, your room is on the other side of the house from the rest of us. Make as much noise as you like. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Not classy. Oh, oh! I should have. I should have made my number one moment is when they all walk into like the massive living room and LOL. There's Christian Gray singing Paul McCartney's "Maybe I'm Amazed." Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> singing "Baby I'm Amazed." That, I I almost like want to like admire the big balls on this stupid. I mean, what what other songs could he have been playing? Like "Let It Be," maybe I don't know. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so at some point, Christian and Anna are taking a, like a bath together or whatever. And that's when she makes the comment about, oh, geez, I'm really worried about Kate and Elliot. And, and, and he's Christian just like, mind your own business. This is manly talk. Yeah. Well, she's like, she's genuinely shocked at one point when Christian hints at Elliot's, you know, possible promiscuity, which is like, are you insane? He raw dogged your roommate on their first on the couch. Date, yeah. On the couch. You walked in and he still wasn't like, oh, hey, should I finish or what? Is mm-hmm. that cool? What, what's the social situation here? I don't know. I'm rich. I'll take the dick out. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so. Oh, the, like the Ben and kid- Jerry scene. Well, first of all, she almost makes him come with a spoon. <laughs> And it's like, ooh, see, she has the power too. Uh, yeah, the the fucking ice cream. Um, Definitely never eating strawberry cheesecake Ben and Jerry's ever again. Is it strawberry cheesecake flavor? I don't know, but that's the kind I would normally eat, and I just can't now. I wish we had a P.O. box for you, and people could just, like, send you ice <laughs> send cream. Send me melting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's yeah, like so, it's completely ruined. Like just, just uh. it's it's not. I'm trying to think of what the opposite of erotic is because that's this movie in spades. I mean, it's I don't know. There's something about the viscosity of ice cream or whatever. It just it it's not hot. Like it just seems gross. It's not like it's whipped cream or something. You know, uh, they should really show this movie to sex addicts just to cool them off for a little bit. And sex addiction is not real. <laughs> you tell that to David Duchovny. Um, yeah, at one point, she, I was laughing at one point when she's like blowing him in the kitchen because I was like, this is when Pedro would walk in. <laughs> He'd walk in and be like, are you going to finish that Ben and Jerry's? Yeah, they're making a lot of noise there and laughing about it. I feel bad for like the rest of her friends who have to listen to that. They're like, ew, you flew me Ooh. out here just for this. Ew. But I mean, okay, so let's say you're the friend who mistakenly you regret this immediately, but you mistakenly were like, sure, I'd love to get away for a couple of days. I'll join you on your private jet and your trip to Aspen, whatever. There you are laying in bed. Your hosts are clearly fucking as loud as possible in the kitchen in a way that says, notice me. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're, you're Jose on this trip. It's okay. So, uh, Anastasia, that chick you're into, she's just like doing the host, like in the kitchen. That's, that's gross. And then like the other friend, she's like doing her like on again, off again, boyfriend in their room. And then you're just like, uh, Hey Rita Ora, what are you? And she's like, no. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm just mm-hmm. going to hang. 
Do you guys have like a PlayStation here? <laughs> no. The Switch. No. I'm gonna go for a hike and hope that a bear eats me. <laughs> I want to get whatever the bear did to DiCaprio. That's in that movie. I want. I wanted some of that. Um. Yeah, they they go on a fucking hike at one point, which is whatever. I don't want to watch these rich fucking people like in nature. That's gross. They go into town. They hey, Christian doesn't point, even go. He's just like, nah. Oh, because he's too busy. Some, uh, the logistics of it. At one point, I believe it's here where they're all out hiking. And like Taylor walks in and he's like, this was just sent over about hide. And it's like a full dossier. Taylor's just like, here's some backstory. We're going to set up this idea that you might be like brothers with Hyde for some reason. And then we're not yeah. even going to pay it off. Even though that was stupid, this will be more stupid. Hey, SNM Batman, you've got a, a vanilla owl man out there. Who's like causing some shit for you. Yeah. Um, we didn't even get the, uh, you know, it was I, the architect of all your pain. We didn't even get that. I don't want to see that actor. <laughs> no, I don't. But at the same time, it's like, why did you even bother? Yeah. Well, they're like they're not even going to try to like really have him relate to it. I mean, the 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 whatever opposite of character assassination they try to do for Christian Grey at the end is just gross. But um, so they get the they go out. The well, the ladies go like they go hiking and then point? dress shopping. They're like they get yeah. up high and then they look down at the town and they're like, oh, let's go dress shopping. <clears throat> And it's fancy rich people dress shopping where like they give you booze while they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly which, I'm not going shopping the right places. Which they might as well do for us pores, because like they don't give us champagne at Target. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's come back. Here's a glass of Andre. <laughs> I'd be down for it. Hoodies. Yeah. Oh, you're buying a yeah, like, you're buying another print T-shirt with some sort of clever, ironic uh, Super Mario Brothers slogan on it. Yeah, here's some Andres. You're right. I do need a Nerf gun and a Flash T-shirt. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna go buy some ironic, goofy slippers. Yeah. So then they have the uh, Rivor again. Is just like, notice me. I want to be a star in this movie so bad. I'm practically tap dancing. And then Jose in the background is just like, why am I here? I don't know. Does Jose get dragged along to the ladies' dress? I mean, at what point when you're Jose, are you just like, hey man, let me tell you about this business opportunity I have. You know, like, don't you have to at least take a shot? (laughs) He's like, it's like Facebook for like really schlubby guys who are like tertiary characters in a yeah, it's it's called the human fund money for people mostly money for jose with with your support we could cure jose's disease in our lifetime mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um oh so yeah at one point anna's like like she wants to buy this like sexy dress that's kind of like plunging in the back like you can see a little bit of crack I was waiting for them to show kind of like at least go a little kind of behind the scenes of like, you know, the crazy, sexy, low cut dress. And it's just like her putting on like the double side tape or something. you know? Right. Right. But no, they don't. What like what is the point of the dress? I don't think she ever wears. I mean, she she wears it. She wears it to the um, the engagement party thing. But she's like at a booth. So it's like no one can see your backside. Like, where's the sequence where Christian's just like you keep your fucking back against the wall the whole night. 
Um, whatever. So they get the engagement, and Kate is just jumping for joy to be married to this dude who is kind of a sleazy looking dude. But it's like she, he's she like a half hour ago, she thought he was about to break up with her. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like asshole. I have some questions before you get a yes out of me. But no, it doesn't matter because Christian's already bought expensive champagne. O- only so. in the movies do engagements happen like that, where like one party has no idea that the other party is going to propose. You know, only in movies do I feel like people get engaged in front of a group of people. Yeah, that's a lot of. But I like mean, at the club, I don't know. So that's that's kind of that's kind of an asshole move. I feel like at the club, I feel like that's a little tacky. Oh yeah, well like that's. I mean, is that supposed to be romantic? Is that a fun story to tell people later? Hmm. We got like engaged at a dance club in Aspen after I thought he was cheating on me. Well, it did seem a little weird because in the previous movies, it felt like they'd established like the the friend and the brother's relationship as a little more like easygoing and normal. You know, it's like actually- like like genuine. Like, oh, these yeah, two actually really- liked each other. Yeah. Yeah. I presume that if you're raw dogging a person on the first date, you probably like their personality. Sure. Uh, I might be making some assumptions there. Anyway, so I don't remember what happens after they leave Aspen. Eventually, my next note: the detective shows up. Celebratory buttfuck. Celebratory buttfuck. Is that what was happening? I wasn't entirely sure. Drawer that he opens in the red room, right? Butt plugs. Is that what those were? butt plugs i thought like ooh, because of the whole negotiation she won't do butt plugs and now he's just like i am putting this in your behind i wasn't sure because like it was like a really quick shot of whatever like sex toy that was and then it was a whole lot of like off off camera like thrusting and so i was like i don't know exactly what's going on here and i know you can't show it because this isn't a porn movie so i'll just assume it's nasty yeah yeah a lot of like a lot of his performance is like fucking a lady like she's a pillow of a hole in her um yeah, so then there's a weird, like, the afterglow of her remembering it in the office, I guess, the next day. Yeah, great. Like, oh, oof, bite my lip. Remember when I was objectified like crazy yesterday? Ooh. Um, and that's when someone, I think, is like, hey, by the way, they're, um, they're sentencing or or whatever. Or the bail hearing is for Jack Hyde is, is like, today at noon. Oh, the cop shows up at one point too, and he's like, "By the way, Jack Hyde says uh, says that you you and him had a sexual relationship, and you went crazy afterwards." Just between you and me, I think he's full of shit, but I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I like but that I they come and ask you in a really like horrible, like <laughs> disapproving way. This detective that they brought in, this guy, this the actor's name is like Hiro Kanagawa. He is also, he's like the captain in Altered Carbon. He's the lieutenant in iZombie. I like to think that like he's an actual like Seattle cop that just keeps getting cast in these roles of Seattle cops or something. I don't know. It's he weird also, how many how many times he pops up as like the, uh, the, the boss cop. He's also like the, um, the authority figure police officer who's on the take. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was expecting some sort of wrinkle there because he's usually corrupt in some way. Like when you're watching Altered Carbon and you don't expect him to like betray you, like Sean Bean. Do we need to talk about Altered Carbon at some point? Um, you know, I did on another podcast already. Two okay. kind podcast. There you go. If you're interested in that, yeah. Um, I've only watched the first two episodes. I don't know if I'll watch the rest. Don't don't waste your time. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah, so she goes to the the bail hearing. Um, she sits in the back. <sighs> whatever. Yeah, it's and the guy whatever. gets like a, like a half a million dollar bail. Gets dragged off. Of course, he sees her as he's being like led out of the courtroom. I don't know um, like how realistic that is that they'd let like a crazy stalker go like that. I mean, I assume he'd have a restraining order or something. I don't know what difference that would really make with a guy like him, but yeah. Um, so at some point, I can't remember when, but she finds out she's pregnant. She tells Christian, and he throws a fucking fit. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about the uh, the housekeeper when the housekeeper's like, "How do you want to like like organize the house or like you know maintain the the way you yeah. boss the rest of us around?" And she's just like, "Could I please do this?" And the housekeeper's like, "Ma'am, my answer to you, I will like lick your asshole if you tell me to." Which, by the way, <laughs> I've seen a lot of girls get victimized like you have. You're the one who's stuck. <laughs> I who do you think cleans the fucking red room? <laughs> well, they have to establish that she Anastasia can cook a hell of a steak. Of course, what's his face? Christian Great cannot, just because we gotta keep the gender roles intact, you know. Mm-hmm. God forbid she be the bad cook of the two of them. Right. Um, yeah, so he he flips the fuck out when she when she reveals that she's pregnant. He's really pissy because she's going to choose the child over him which is and ruin all the plans he had he had so many fun plans yeah well he's also very like like there's a lot of like hey do you want to have kids someday and he's like i don't know maybe someday and she's just like christian i feel like you're like avoiding the question they they set that up like like 30 minutes into the movie they're like oh we need we need to like set this up now because this will be important later so let's have them have the kids talk which as we all know you have the kids talk after you get married yeah well of course mm-hmm. it's like for half a moment i kept forgetting that this was uh, air quotes erotic fan fiction of twilight and not actually written by stephanie who wrote meyer twilight because like it, it just still feels like there's almost this for a bdsm story like there's still a slightly puritanical mm-hmm. bent to it oh um, there is yeah yeah so he flips the fuck out he storms out well they they definitely make sure to let us know that this is her fault for not taking the shot regularly yes yes even the even the uh obgyn is just like by the way it doesn't work if you don't take it you dumb slut yeah it's like fuck you (laughs) um so i want to say like she wakes up at one point and he's gone and so she wraps herself in a blanket and goes sleeps on the couch out of concern that's when he comes back home and he's like goofy drunk she has to put him to to bed and um he's like loving for the first time what i would actually call genuinely like affectionate to her is he? why he's like for what passes in the rest of this uh, that game. wasn't like, how yeah. i read it i guess i don't know i i thought it was very appropriate that he just assumed the baby would be a boy and then she likes she's like what if it's a girl and he's just like oh shit i clearly never considered that because i only care about men <laughs> i need to pass out now yeah, yeah. So she's like putting his phone on the um, on the like nightstand table, and that's when she sees that he got a text from Elena, which is what I assume was Kim Basinger. I hope that I'm right about that. And she's just like, the text is like, it "Was a good talk tonight? I hope it helped or something like that." And that's when Anastasia's just like flips out, wants to storm out. Instead, she goes and like angry sleeps in the red leather room, which is psychologically pretty fucked. 
this this kind of like emotional cheating that he's done by going to have a chat with his former abuser. This is worse to her than when she was literally being sexually abused by this guy. Like it's well, like it's, before it's she was even... a little bit angry and they had they had uh some some short tempers for a couple of minutes, but now she's she is a scorned woman. She is hiding from this guy. She's not talking to him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um is this after the like weird shower scenes where they won't shower together? Um, I don't know. There were a couple different shower scenes. Doesn't she like, isn't there a scene where he's in the shower once and she like strips naked and gets in the shower with him, but then he like leaves. Yeah. And he's got like these ass And then dimples. she does it back to him later. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the next morning everyone is like, they're like, they're like circling the wagons, like freaking out. Where could she be? He's got like the, three security personalities on staff like gather in the kitchen with the housekeeper about all the places they can go look for her and that's when she kind of comes sauntering out of the uh the red room and like informs sawyer that she's leaving for work in a half an hour um and christian flips out where could you have been it's like why didn't you look there first like your secret fucking like sex back cave room like look there first um and that's why i just wrote down working for this couple is just one nightmare after another yeah and then I, I think the, the NDA that they had to have signed. Oh my God. I think this is the part in the movie where they're like, Oh, we need a plot. And so then they mm-hmm. no. is there more? He, he tries to talk to her. He tries to talk to her. And I wrote this down. She says the time for talking to me was yesterday, but instead you decided to go get drunk with the woman who taught you to fuck as a child. An actor read that piece of dialogue off a script page (laughs) yeah and then and then it's time for like the plot of the movie where it turns into like the worst version of run lola run ever (laughs) because mia gray has been kidnapped yeah uh real quick somewhere in there she's anna's acting as an editor briefly one of her um choice like <laughs> management styles as she tells one of her, her employees oh, to make that font, font two points bigger, bigger. <laughs> i want to know like if you know anything about like publishing or fonts or anything you know that like okay if you're talking about body text that's a massive change right <laughs> if you're talking about maybe like <laughs> the size of um of like a chapter title or even the size of the the, the book title on the cover of the book that's a tiny change, you know? So, like, what does that mean that to make the font two points bigger? Like, no one would ever say that. That is the kind of, like, tough-talking power move that's absolutely bananas. That, like, that's, like, the whole, like, Trump management style. Let's make the font two points bigger. And people are like, oh, okay. That sounds real tough. <laughs> you really cuck the medium there. Um yeah, so then they get the call from Jack Hyde that he's kidnapped Mia Gray outside the gym. So this poor woman's going to spend the last 20 minutes of this movie like bound and gagged in a tracksuit, which is embarrassing for an actor. Um, and he wants Anna to deliver to him, was it $5 five million? $5 million, and she has like two hours to get it, yeah. I'd just be like, be realistic, asshole. Well, yeah, but... I'm trying to think, like, what's my price? I'm not kidnapping anyone, especially not some woman who done me no harm. But like, I feel like I want more money. I think ten Man, million. That's that's a ridiculous. Like, ask ten million. I think is like that. That's your 
fuck fuck you money you know like five million i feel like that's not enough to get through retirement with i think think you need 10 you're on the run yeah you are in hiding you were buying you were burning off your fingertips you're you're burning like at least a million of that just in uh like evading authorities so your life is wherever those like brazilian nazis are hiding out (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah five million yeah (laughs) five million is not gonna get it done no you gotta Um, go for 10 at least minimum minimum i mean and i mean minimum enough if I'm a deranged kidnapper, I'm probably going to give you like at least, I don't know, five hours. Like that's that's a lot of money to come up with. Two hours seems like I, you're just asking for trouble. I know that they're they're like they're painting it as like this real like narratively dramatic sequence for her. I say that. So you never show up to the drop off yourself. Well, the bank is not going to give you the money that quickly that easy. Well, you you need to have, this guy's so smart that he can like hack into the, you know, gray industries or whatever. Like you don't show up to the drop off yourself. You got to set up some sort of scheme where she puts the money in a bag and like, you know, leaves it on a train or something. I don't know. Like not very creative. Well, no, you, you do something where she shows up with the money and somehow by the very act of her presence, he's like, thank you. You gave me the final piece. I've hacked gray industries. I've transferred over like 75 million. Why don't you keep that 5 million? You're going to need it. That's a little too kind. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. So she goes to the bank. She has to like evade her bodyguards, which is uh, essentially she does the thing where she's just like, but she calls Noel Khan and she's like, hey, I'm in also the library. She says, I'm in the library, mm-hmm. which is the office with the pool table in it that has like three bookshelves. But that's the library. So he goes in there and that's when she like zoinks runs for like the elevator uh, and steals one of Christian's cars and like dry. It's so dumb. It, it's like Noel Khan, I, I hate to say this, but you should be fired. Yeah, not very good at his job. Um, you're, you're like, you're spending too much time in the mirror working on your looks, like, like serving up some real looks, but like, you're not doing a great job of like protecting this, this crazy, silly woman. Um, yeah. Also, uh, I want to say at one point, doesn't Jack Hyde say in the phone, I could have been Christian gray. I'm smarter. I've got bigger balls than him. I think he does. Yeah. Which, um, just out of curiosity, Jack, (laughs) Are you talking about like the, the risks you would have taken? Or are you or like, literally talking like about the science? Literal, literal, like like you're a little rolling sack there. Like, what are we talking about? Like golf ball size, racquetball size? Where's, like, where's how do you walk scene? around? Yeah, seriously. Like, like shouldn't she be like, oh, every time you sit down? Um, <laughs> oh, I just sat on my balls like, again. <laughs> well, there's a power move. If you're ever on a first date, try that one out. Sorry, I oh, sorry. My balls. If if you <laughs> notice, I was grimacing there for a moment. It wasn't you. You're delightful. It's just that I sat on my ginormous balls. My dick. What, what, where are you going? So, so oh. maybe slightly less than average. But my balls. You got to go. Impressive. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll call you. <laughs> if I could also do a really lame movie reference, you're gonna look at my balls and say that's no moon. Mm-hmm. Um, like where's the scene where like we see the two of them like snuggled up in bed together, whatever passes for happy. 
be sleeping, and like Jack Hyde just like standing over them in the dark watching them. Oh, you know, and then we maybe did... he cups Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mention <laughs> it, but there was the brief dream sequence where she she imagined she's like I don't know being like seduced or whatever, and then it turns out to be Jack. I don't know what the point of that was, really. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really go anywhere. Are we supposed to, like, feel guilty of her? Are we supposed to, like, look down on her? At no point in this movie does it reasonably ask you to, like, emphasize with her. I mean, I guess one abuser is just as good as another to her. I don't know. Maybe maybe her brain is making connections she doesn't want to about the nature of her romance. The movie's saying she's just property anyways. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, so all this is going to boil down to the kidnapping of one of the movie's lamer characters, like Ransom Demands. Um, and then he so she she finally shows up with the money. And and Jack just like starts beating her. He, he punches her, or he, I don't know if he called punches. He kind of like backhands her twice and then like kicks her in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And then she shoots him. It really should have been in the dick, although I think it was just in the leg. Well, so, sorry, at one point, she gets to the bank. Somehow, Christian gets on the phone with the bank manager because, reasonably, it's you would call the person inside the account for a very long time when mm-hmm. someone wants to withdraw $5 million, like, right now. Um, and Christian, of course, assumes that she's just leaving him. Like, she's doing, like, the Katie Holmes, Tom Cruise thing and, like, running for it. So, he... He's like, okay, give her, give her the money, whatever she wants, you know. At what point does the bank manager be like, this is a ransom thing, right? <laughs> like, well, I've dealt with this before. <laughs> they they try to establish that this idea that even though she can't tell her husband anything, he he just senses through their like personal romantic connection that something is wrong. That this isn't well, she's not leaving him. That something else is going on. She is falling at one point on the phone, and he says. Anna, this doesn't sound like you. And it's like, motherfucker, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, you um, even know, dude. Well, like, does she think that Jack has, like, hacked her phone and is listening in? Why would you not say something? I was genuinely shocked at one point when she calls Jack and she's just like, oh, I fucked up. And he's like, you've been followed. There's a car outside waiting for you. I was like, I can't believe this piece of shit has, like, had the wherewithal to have that, like, bit of logistics worked out but then i remembered oh yeah there's obviously the assistant who's like waiting to be discovered the assistant Um, who is doing his bidding because they slept together and he videotaped it and is blackmailing her because that's his move he apparently fucks all of his assistants and then films them which is a weird mo it's a really weird mo that's that's like that's a lot of things have to work out right for you i feel like Mm -hmm. um like Don Draper couldn't have done that. I mean, he he only kind of fell ass backwards and was like sleeping with like two of his secretaries. Um, so yeah, she also also because she's the rich wife of one of the long-standing clients, she says to the bank manager, "I need your phone too." Which that's how rich I desire to be. You can just take this this dude's iPhone. He was just like, "I I just got that last week. It's the new iPhone 8. Oh, you're the only thing it. that's on it is pictures of my children. Mm-hmm. She's just like, hand it over. I'm now rich. We'll, now we'll throw it in the water. Fuck you. So she takes the phone, 
simply so that when the woman puts her in the car to drive her away from everyone, she can say, throw your phone out or whatever, or give me your mm-hmm. phone so I can throw it out. And she hands over the bank manager's phone and nobody checks to see like, could this be Anna's phone? No. They didn't even have her do like a switching the cases move or anything like, nope, no, nope. yeah. I wanted the thing where later somebody looks at the lock screen and it's like the bank manager's like paraplegic child. <laughs> Why does he have a paraplegic child? Because <laughs> somebody in this movie requires some fucking sympathy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they eventually, she gets dragged to Jack Hyde. She wrestles with him. Like you said, there's some backhanding. He beats at one her. Point, he physically he says. Her. He says, you know, she actually bit me. I'm kind of turned on right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. she somehow, I, I can't remember exactly what happens, but somehow like the Liz is like, I thought you weren't going to kill her. But like Jack's like, you know, monologuing and she shoots him in the dick or she should at least. Um, and then Christian the shows up. Yeah. Christian shows up and I don't know, Jack gets arrested and that's that. But like, that I guess that kick to the stomach was so bad that she seemingly spends like several days in the hospital. Oh, uh, um, with with oh Christian, Christian like fretting over her and like, oh no, what about the baby? You know, we see that the cops get involved. Christian seems to be directing the cops on how to follow. Shouldn't Anastasia face some charges for using an unregistered firearm? Yes, well, like does that just get firearm- swept under the rug? firearm is left over because christian kept it when um bella heathcote his previous sub who he drove to madness broke into his apartment and tried to kill her in the previous movie i remember that from the second movie mm-hmm. um also i real quick i had to write this down all the contact photos on her phone because we see her phone a few times are clearly press photos <laughs> it's hilarious it's it's like I need all my friends and family to like do some very professional photo shoots so I can even remotely yeah. put their faces. Give in my me phone. your best headshot. Yeah, yeah. Give me like ten, and I'll see what I can work with. So she lols at one point. I can't believe I shot somebody. Oh my god, I would love if she shot one of Jack Hyde's testicles off. And I'm just like, they're not as big as Christians now, bitch. <laughs> oh, you weren't uh, kidding. Those are huge. Yeah. <laughs> How do you walk around? Let's put that in the uh, the jar in the museum next to Rasputin's giant elephant dick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, again, Hyde not only fucked all of his assistants, he filmed it, which is like some vile Matt... What's his name from uh, today's show? Max Landis? Matt Lauer shit. That's Matt Lauer shit right there. Well, it's like... Max Landis. It's like, oh, he's <laughs> he's a bad guy, as opposed to Christian... Who just sexually abuses you in different ways. He's fine. Yeah. Um, so eventually Christian gets the full dossier in this guy. And there's like, like at uh, the end of the movie, after the movie should have ended, they're like, oh, we got to backfill in some uh, some exposition <laughs> to make you care. <laughs> yeah. No, it turns out you guys were in the same foster home. Whatever. Yeah. Christian shows Anna the photo. He's like, that's me. That's him. Whatever. You're just um, like, oh, yeah. are they are they going to be related? Was that his brother? No, no. It, they're just, yeah. You guys, you you were in the foster home together briefly. You don't remember each other. Yay. Yeah. Um. Also, because he says that he was too young to remember anything from that time. Christian says that he's clearly like a ten year old boy in the photo. At, at minimum, he's like seven. Yeah. He he should remember. 
Um, it's not like he was you three. The beats anyway. But yeah, so he says to her, if I had been left in that system, maybe that'd be me. Maybe that should be me. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it should be. Well, this Jack guy, like, you graduated Sudicum Loud from Harvard. You were an editor at a couple different places. What are you complaining about exactly? Yeah. Like, okay, granted, you weren't adopted by, like, a billionaire, but uh, other than that, like, it seems like your life was pretty good. You were just, like, a serial sexual harasser. Which is still all, of, like, so one woman dared to stand up to him, and fortunately, hideously, she had the backing of her ultra-rich, super-controlling, possessive boyfriend who could buy companies that she worked for. Mm-hmm. That is the only thing that prevailed against this guy who serially is sleeping with his assistants and filming that shit. And this guy is like, you ruined my fucking life. This is pre-Harvey Weinstein. This is pre-Me Too. Assholes like this, this white piece of shit bounce back from that fuckery all the time. There's never even really a suggestion that, like, no, you ruined your own life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, no, not at all. It's kind of like, yeah, you did ruin his life or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So when he's like, boo hoo hoo, that could have been me. Maybe that should have been me. She pep talks him. It's the grossest thing ever. She says, I wrote this down. It's like, I, I almost wanted this projectionist to stop the movie. Like there's a real person there and say, she, but she says, you're a man of honor. You treat people well. You care. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck movie have you been watching? Yeah. I was with the armrest off. The, it the just feels like the, the movie is trying to gaslight us. Yes, I was the single solitary individual in the theater by myself with the, like the six other people there on a Sunday morning. I was the one having a fucking nervous breakdown mm-hmm. at the end of this movie. Um, so then we get like a scene of them in the 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 red room as he's like got her on her knees and he's about to do some heinous shit to her. And she kind of like looks back at us over her shoulder like, hee hee hee, you don't know what we're up to or you do. It's bad. We're into it. And my marriage is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Then like fades to black and you're like, God, that's why they're ending this movie. But no, it can end worse. We get a time jump. Well, somewhere in there, there was like a, like this kind of like a little flashback montage of like all their, all their happy moments together. Like her tripping and falling off the elevator into his office when they first met in the first movie. Delightful. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, oh God. So we see them like years in the future. They've had a child who's like a, a boy, of course, who's like, I don't know. How, how do you measure age in human children? Like he's maybe two, one. I'd say I don't two. Know. He's walking. Of, he's, of course they had the male child force. Of course they had a male yeah. child because yeah. only the male child children really matter. She's pregnant again, probably with a girl just to appease her. But yeah, they had the boy kid first. Oh, yeah. This is this is the scion of the patriarchy right here. Um, so they're playing in the field outside their their house that he bought, which I guess they haven't torn down yet. Yeah. She's, of course, pregnant with their next child. But there are and much worse games to play. Yeah. And they're like happy and like they're like trotting along and i was like are the twilight movies better i think they are <laughs> oh, i think without a doubt yeah and i hate to say that but yeah they're way better than this gross anus garbage yeah the twilight movies are not great but i mean come on these movies aren't even there's not even a hint of like artistry involved in these movies no no this is pure hackery 
I think Catherine Hardwick would have had a field day of some I of this. I think the nonsense. director of this is Jack Foley. I have no idea who that is. Never heard of him before. Is this like the new Alan Smithy? Yeah, I don't know. James. Um, what? Oh my God. Are you ready to have your mind fucking blown? This is the guy who directed Glengarry Glen Ross. What? No. Yes. yes. That's not true. Yes, it is. Welcome to Trump's America. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? I'm seeing I'm Jack Foley, the sound designer. Well, when I click on Wikipedia, it takes me to his thing, and then it takes me to Glenn Clark. All right, hold on. What's this movie called? Fifty Shades. Directed the second and the third one, because they filmed them back-to-back. Did he do them both? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they filmed them back-to-back. I don't... did Perfect I'll... Strange, which is like a Halle Berry, Bruce Willis movie, which I think is... What trailers, by the way? What trailers did you get before this? Um, I mean, obviously the Avengers. Um, that oh, cock blockers yeah. movie was just looks fucking horrid. Oh, with the fucking like butt chugging and all that shit. Uh, it just looks n- just no pass, hard pass. Yeah, like fucking Slenderman trailer. That just seems tacky. Well, it's like well, first of all, there was just an incident where two girls like try to kill another no, girl. Th- that's why it's tacky. Slender- that's why it's tacky, yeah. and I, I believe the the parents of you know the, the victim or whatever like outraged by the whole thing, which good I feel like is understandable. Like it's it's just in poor taste. Well, and I'm also like outraged at how poor that trailer was because I'm like, what the fuck is this mess? Oh wait, this ever? director did fear, and somehow there was no like kind of like aggressive like finger blasting scene on a uh, a what were also, they on like a carousel or no a. Yeah, it's a carousel. What are those yeah. things called? No, it's not a carousel. It's a no uh, Ferris uh, the, wheel. Um, Ferris wheel. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg's finest role, second finest role. <laughs> I think you got third a, finest. Bo- Boogie Nights is number one there, right? I maybe Nights, maybe Departed. The I don't know. I, I think, oh, that's true. I mean, Three Kings, The Departed. Yeah. Fifth finest role. Um, this is the movie that made him though. After the whole Marky Mark thing. Anyway, um, yeah, like what, who, who, what family member of this guy that they have like locked away that they threatened to kill for eight months to make him do these movies? Well, this movie's been in the can for like a year or something, right? Because they directed him back to back. So they directed him back to back. Yeah. And I mean, I I hope this guy. I hope they said, okay, you get to direct like your passion project if you do these two shitty movies, you know? <laughs> like I hope he's getting something out of this. I, I can't imagine that he is. Who did the first one that they then fired because E. L. James didn't like them? Oh, the um what is her name? Um Sam Taylor Johnson. Yeah, they all obviously they fired the woman. Yeah. Which is like, as the author of the books becoming the movies, wouldn't you feel much more comfortable? Whatever. Fuck this. Yeah, and they just put out a, a book. Um, they've been doing books from, like, it's like the kind of thing that um, um, Stephanie Meyer threatened, and I guess she stopped doing, where it's the it's their trilogy retold, but from Christian's perspective. So I guess they did a book called Gray. <laughs> this is what it's like from the abuser's perspective. Yeah, great. Yeah. Because, yeah, because like, like the New York Times tell you, he, he has a story worth telling, too. Um, and this one's called just Darker. 
So I presume there'll be a book called Freed, which... Uh... No, thank you. Ill James, go crawl back into your hole. Uh, anyway, should we do power rankings? Oh, wait, no. Make one change. If you could change one thing about this movie, what would it be? You know, there's a lot of obvious, like, pithy answers to this. I would seriously have some kind of interesting backstory for Hyde. That was my first thought from the beginning of the movie when he's doing the whole break-in thing. I kept thinking, like... But that he was, like, raised in a prison in South America. Like, what what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Um... That that's if I had to make one stupid pitch, that'd be my pitch. One pitch would also be to like explore some of the like storylines that you could do something with that you leave utterly by the wayside, like anything of Kim Basinger. Anyway, what about like, you? Did they not want to pay her for this movie or something? <laughs> it's bizarre that she's not actually in it. It seems like there is a cut scene or something. I don't know. Uh, my oh, she, she half the back-to-back filmed movies but not the third one yeah it's weird my one change i have christian get kidnapped and he's the one who gets the shit beat out of him yes and maybe even like a like abused by this guy like we finally get the uh the 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 see whose balls are bigger oh like he does a thing like Christina Royale where he like rips I mean, off the his balls. Are we talking about like diameter or like um like mass? You know, I but mean to something called the yaw. Does he get the scale out? Yes, they get like the fruit scale. They, <laughs> they get like the No, they gotta get like the um like the balancing scale, you know. <laughs> like Ooh. the scales of justice. The actress playing the uh yeah, yeah, she's playing the assistant. Finally, gets a real role in this movie where she has to bewilderly figure out how to justify. She's like, hey, "Don't, don't do that. You're just supposed to be limp. Don't like stop moving. I'm trying to trying to get the true measurement here." Uh. <laughs> and then Christian's just like, "No, no, no. This is all wrong. It's all about like water displacement. Like, go get a go get a jug." Yeah, you've also got to get, you got to, get to capture the balls when they're like tense, like they're right, like ejaculation is right about to happen, and you just like really see them like just veiny and about to go crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the water's <laughs> got to be warm. Yeah. Like uh, you know, one is slightly bigger than the other, and this guy's like, no, mine are both exactly exactly the same size, mm-hmm. freakishly the same size. Then one of them turns out to have three testicles, and that just throws all the measurements off. One of them, it turns out, the three testicles. Sure, that's pretty impressive. If like, let's say, like Christian has three testicles, but Jack has two, and they're still like predominantly larger. I mean, who and then there's the like edge? Sawyer yeah. show up, and he's like, "I've got four testicles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm part of a science experiment." <laughs> With that much tea pumping through, <laughs> why don't these guys have like Barry White voices? <laughs> Yes, this is our one change. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we didn't get this job. <laughs> Tell me the movie would have been worse. I mean, come on. Yeah, seriously. The producers are like, what is this 20-minute diatribe about measuring ball size? I mean, look, this movie, it's going to win the weekend. It'll have a good Valentine's Day. It will disappear, and no one will ever remember it again. Like, don't you want that kind of new cycle of like, what was up with that 10 minute long ball measuring scene in 50 shades freed? 
I mean, that's Here's what you want. You want, you want maybe five Vulture articles the week of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you want that Vulture article five years later where they're like, what's up with the ball measuring scene? At and we're like, oral history, let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway, so power rankings. Power rankings, yeah. Uh, who do you got for number 10? I have Bruce Altman as Jerry Roach, a.k.a. Terry Colby. Oh, you know, I didn't have that guy, but like if I did, I'd, he'd be above my number 10 just because why not? Um, I had Christian Gray at number 10 just because that's the lowest I could go with this despicable human being. Mm, that's fair. Uh, my number nine, I have um, Rita Ora as Alice, the psychic sister of Edward Cullen. She's oh, no wait. Alice. I had name she- me, if you're listening to this, name me five Rita Ora singles. Oh wait. Is that what she does? Is she a singer? Um, I think that's what it says on her driver's license, yeah. Hmm. I had Gia Mateo is at number nine. That's oh, the yeah. um Ariel Kebble character. Um I, I just felt bad for the character. It's like reduced to a set of supposedly fake boobs because uh we have to make Anastasia feel better about herself. Imagine you're the actor who gets the call from your agent. They want you to come in and read for this part. Previously, you've been in like Midnight, Texas. And you're like, oh, make money. Sure, I'll come in and read. You get the script. Then later, you ask the producers, why did you consider me for this role? <laughs> what horrible thing are you going to tell me that makes it seem like, like a compliment? Uh, was that your number nine? That was nine, yeah. My number eight is Gail the Housekeeper. Was she the chef? Yeah, chef slash housekeeper slash. Uh, the woman with like the the wise knowing eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. The pity, yeah. No, yeah. I had um, Jack Hyde in number eight. Uh, okay. Jeff, another stupid character. I really like wrestled with um, whether or not to put Jack Hyde higher. Than Christian. I mean, my power rankings is uh, definitely bullshit. I don't know where to rank any of these people, but yeah. But so you aired on, on the side of like who has bigger balls. I got you. Yeah. My number seven is Jack Hyde. Um, it is comical to me just the makeup they put him in to make him look like deranged and strung out the whole time. Mm. Uh, like as an actor, like who's been in like. Smallville, I think he was like a sci-fi channel, Flash Gordon, he was in the Nick, and like you show up and they're like this is going to be your makeup, and you're just like what am I playing? Who is this character? Let's see, at number 7 I had Elliot Gray Um, I don't know, kind of a dick Hmm At number 6 I have combined Christian Gray and Anastasia (laughs) These two he is obviously more horrible than her. Um, she grows into a level of horribleness that was like tragic. Um, what was the how's the thing you described? Like you, the potential IO9 take on Continuum, which was like uh, the writers would love. They're like, ooh, she's secretly the, been the villain the whole time. I kind of had that echo in my brain as I started thinking of Anastasia. So I just mashed those two monsters together at number six. Okay. I had Anastasia Steele at number six. Um, it's like she's just on a journey of becoming a horrible person and, and learning mm-hmm. how to 
kind of mentally compartmentalize her own abuse and take it out on other people. Okay. Um, that's pretty good. I, um, this is <laughs> number six. We're done with all the main characters. This will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my number five is Elliot because as terrible as he is, like the, the emotional icing out of his girlfriend, then the proposal, I, I still felt like he was a much more lively and interesting character than his brother. Like he clearly there's like more life in his hike with Anastasia, like in their brief like rapport and chat than you get from the two leads who clearly despise each other throughout mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, number five had Sawyer, aka Nolcon. Um hmm. maybe not the greatest security officer there, but uh mm-hmm. I just felt like there was so much more they could have done with him. Mm-hmm. He did have the one cool scene where he like drew his gun, which was in the um, in the trailer. Like the <laughs> yeah, uh, somewhat similarly, at number four, I have Max Martini as Taylor. Mm. As did um, I. Oh yeah, I mean, I, no, I, fin- I, no offense to Noel Khan, but it seemed like Max Martini was a little bit better at his job. Well, a little more lived in. I mean, as an, and as an actor, I felt like he was able to be a lot more effective with a lot less. This was, I, I would like to believe in my heart of hearts that this was a very easy paycheck for Max Martini. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, uh, Kate Cavanaugh. I, I feel like we probably said this in the previous uh, episodes on the series. I kind of wish the movie series had been about her. She seems like a more interesting person, yeah. Yeah, like what what the fuck has been her journey this whole time? I mean, granted, she's working at some Seattle publication of some sort at one point. Um, I we kind of mentioned that she has to check in with Anna during the whole hostage crisis because Christian has called her, which I'm sure that conversation was a real peach. Um, oh man, can you imagine like, the like calls a, you get from that asshole? No, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously she's not like the fiction editor anywhere, but like uh, she's doing it the right way. Good for you, Kate. Please don't marry that guy. I can't remember. Is Christian Gray, is he like, is he, is the money his own or is he just like taking over the family business? I want to say like he, they like try to set him up as like this like self-made man, even though his parents are rich. Well, I think his mother's a doctor, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. So I imagine he was rich and then he just, you know, took his money and utilized the kind of connections that come with a rich family and made a little more money. Anyway, uh, number three, I had Hannah, the assistant. She has like the one actual good line in the movie. It's like some sort Mm -hmm. of joke where like, I think Anastasia says something like, Oh, I'm going to have to figure out like what to do with Noel Khan. And Hannah's like, well, I've got an opening for him. Like, it's like, wow. Like innuendo. That's like the the one and only time this movie even tried that. Mm. For a movie that's supposed to be sexy. Uh, my number two was Sawyer. I uh, wasn't great, but I, I showed up for this movie <laughs> rooting for Noel Khan more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, this poor actor. Understandable. Real name we have not used once. <laughs> yeah, we, at least once. It's Brant Doherty. The fucking legend. Uh, the fucking legend from BLL. Just in your mind, if you close your eyes right now, you're seeing Noel Khan raise the glass to you in the Radley. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, which I showed somebody the Toby video the other day, and that was the moment that really got the applause. Was that when the the tears came out? Mm-hmm. Well, it was just it was just like. It was like that moment of Noel Khan raising the glass and a completely other scene that you edited into that video was like, finally, there was some kind of noble purpose to Toby's life. Good night, Toby. Thanks for all the hard work. <laughs> yeah, so no Khan, though, but I also like half the movie. I'm imagining this other world where Noel Khan is just like using his facial gymnastics as Christian Grey and like playing it as this very weird intense character because kind of like Ezria that horrible couple like works better when they steer into like not just like the shitty things they're doing and how this is problematic or whatever but like just how goofy and weird they can be on top of it and I thought here's an actor who would excel at that um and then side note thank god it wasn't Charlie Hunnam god damn yeah pass on that guy that guy's in like the Sam Worthington club I feel like um what are we at number two mm-hmm. i had kate kate the friend like you said it just feels like kate would be a more interesting character to follow around in this movie mm-hmm. my number one is hannah the receptionist for exactly the line you mentioned excellent she is the one woman who i felt like was able to uh, like legitimately goofily like lust um of course everyone in this movie has to like pair up with somebody else like that's the natural order of things except for jose oh, fuck jose it's like sup mia gray you and me no it's cool i'm just gonna hang out use this your guy guys his, free like, wi-fi neither roxbury for one you haven't said your number one yet so i'm worried it's gonna be jose but no, it's hannah, <laughs> hannah like i mean for an actor who has like a very small presence like she seemed pleasant and I don't know that I wanted more scenes of her, but I was just like, can't this whole movie be about her? (laughs) Yeah. My number one, just completely randomly, because why not? Mostly because the name is Boyce Fox, because what the fuck is the name Boyce Fox? He's uh, popular, I don't know, on the internet or whatever. Like, what terrible fan fiction is this dude writing? Who even knows? Oh, it's like, what was the name of his book? I want to say it's like Inferno or the Inferno series or something. It's just as we all know, like writers of like weird YA shit are just incredibly handsome men, you know? Yeah. Bearded, bearded, handsome men. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the, the comicalness of like uh, when Christian shows up and Christian's like, why don't you take a break? And she's like, no boys, you should stay. And he's just like, I'm going to get a coffee. I don't, that, that could have been he had so chill, more fun. But he had chill. He was just like, I'm going to get the yeah. fuck out of here in a classy way where it's not awkward for anyone else. So that's why he's my number one. I mean, fuck, that guy could have been Christian Grey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, like, can you imagine like the same actor being Superman and Christian Grey? <laughs> no. I think he's a Teen Wolf bro. Hmm, okay. Anyway, um, would you recommend this movie? I think we've already covered this. Yeah, I don't think that needs to be said. Yeah, fuck no. Save your money. Um, this movie's despicable and horrible. I hope this is... I don't know. I was going to say I hope this is like everyone's like last job that they get. Maybe that's unfair, but they did take the job to begin with. <laughs> I don't see a big feature for Jamie Dornan after this, other than like more like BBC serial killer stuff. 
the dude, I mean, I'm a pretty awkward guy in real life, and I'm oh. always trying to think, is there some kind of way I can spin this to my favor? And the answer is never, never yes. This dude is super fucking awkward, and the movie plays that like it's magnetism. Maybe like he's just got charisma and a half. Maybe you need to get into his weird like calisthenic routine from the fall, where it's a lot of like like hanging, like by your you know like grabbing things and hanging from them. Mm-hmm. Like his exercises were so weird. Do we? Uh, other people have listened to this more than we have. Do do we? really clown on the way he walks in this movie in the fall and the other episodes probably not enough i mean maybe that i should take up that also it's it's hilarious to me that from the fall which is a decent show i guess i would recommend it unfortunately it is a serial killer show about like hunting down women and hurting them and same as this um, movie yeah in a different way but yeah um but it's hilarious to me that irish aria from that movie is uh, uh john snow's it. mother Oh, is she? Oh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Um, yeah, this poor fucking bastard. Like, I almost feel like maybe this movie would have been different if he could have been like Irish Christian Grey. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. I've seen reviews refer to him as I, just the fact that she's just like, you're a man of honor. You care. You <laughs> treat people well. It's like, what the fuck movie have you been selling me this whole time? You have failed. Mm-hmm. Like just bring in Robert Pattinson and pay him whatever the fuck he wants to do this instead. I don't think he'd do it for any amount of money. He's got fuck money, fuck you money. Now he doesn't need to do that anyway. He's got he's got good times money. Yeah, maybe I'm amazed. Anyway, I got a piece. So let's fucking end this thing. Um, that was Fifty Shades Freed. This movie sucks. Don't go see it. It's um just a depressing kind of signpost of the shitty era that we live in right now. Next week. Black Panther, maybe the circle. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we feel about that. Did you watch it by any chance? Uh, I've watched like the first half an hour. Okay. All right. So, so I, in good faith, I did start the movie. It was, I was geared up and then I realized, oh shit, this, I kept thinking 50 shades. I'm sorry, everyone. Again, I thought 50 shades came out like in two, two weeks or something like that. Hmm. Um, of course it comes out around Valentine's day. So yeah, we'll, I mean, I think we'll see he's in the circle with Black Panther. We'll see how I feel. Yeah, maybe maybe the circle next week. Maybe not. Um, Until then, have a good one. Happy Valentine's Day.